Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Special election Saturday. This could change your world. Um, well, I know it's a zombie district, but uh, there's a lot at play here. We just went through redistricting here in Delaware, where the Democrats got the first swing at the ball, and then the Republicans came back and said, all right, uh, let's work some things out. Now, listening to Republicans, because they are the minority party, and they're the ones that get uh, swung around like a cat by the tail, uh, they said, these Republicans I talked to who are involved in the process, uh, one specifically, said, you know what, it didn't turn out so badly. One of the funniest things, I think, uh, was that you have Mike Ramone, who's a Republican. Mike Ramone is trying to give seniors and millennials a break. And the Democrats say, no, we want to keep the money. And I've talked about these uh, these le- pieces of legislation over the last uh, few weeks. So uh, during the process, what I thought it was hilarious, is that uh, the Democrats actually put Mike Ramone's house, his own house, in Democrat Paul Bombach's district. And I thought, wow, that's that's just blatant. That's hilarious. Oh, so when the Republicans got back and they negotiated, they took Mike Ramone's house out of that heavily Democratic district as well. But there's other things going on with redistricting, redistricting as well. For example, um, there is a, a big move here in uh, Newcastle County. You have the 4th Representative District. And what happened is uh, Gerald Brady, who's my representative, got caught up in a couple of scandals. He was uh, compelled to resign. That means that uh, Pete Schwarzkopf, who's uh, really runs the, runs the house down there in, in, in Dover uh, for, for the Democrats, um, he's... Uh, Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House, thank you. Hang on, well, you're not on yet. But, but thanks for that. You turn on this microphone. I was doing the big introduction here. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And he said, we have had a special election. They got right to it. Uh, Democrats got together, and they said, okay, we're going to um, draft one of our uh, favorite Democratic soldiers, and that's Bud Friel, Wilmington City Council. has been around for a long time. He's been on the show a few times. I put two phone calls into him. He has not responded. So I, the way I feel about it is... He's the Democrat in what's now this zombie district, the 4th District. He doesn't have to talk to you. So he doesn't have to be on the show. He doesn't need you. He's got the machine, and the presumption is that he'll win the election. However, he does have a Republican running against him in this 4th District, which is going to disappear. That's the point. The 4th District is going to disappear uh, from up around uh, you know northern Newcastle County, and they're going to put it down in southern Delaware. So it's, it's down in southern Delaware, they're going to have districts number 27, 28, 29, 4, 30. That's going to be like that. There you go. There's your redistricting. And then the 4th district is going to be part of the 12th district, which means you probably got a letter saying, hey, welcome to your new district. Well, there's a guy running as a Republican, and I want you to hear his story because he's done a lot of pro bono work as a, uh, as a lawyer for people who do not have the money to go up against a bureaucracy that's trying to crush them, from a prisoner to a retired sergeant down in Middletown. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Kittela is on the program right hey, now. Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you, Rick. It's good to so, see you. Thank no, you for having me on. The last so. time you and I talked to Ted, yeah. it was because of this retired Army sergeant who, and we never figured it out whether the president of the, of the uh, Homeowners Association didn't like the guy, or if the Homeowners Association just didn't like the American flag or whatever. But the guy had experience in the county. He knew the rules and regulations. Right. Everything was up to code. Right. And they said, get rid of it. 
and you went and did like, like a couple hundred thousand dollars of free pro bono work for the guy and won the case. Well, it was a good it was a good outcome. Ultimately, uh, we spent a lot of time on that case. Uh, the guy uh, wanted to fly the flag. Uh, there is a state law right on point. Uh, we thought it was absolutely clear. And we tried to present these issues very sensibly to the other side. And nobody wanted to listen to us. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I had to sit down and, and try to get people to realize if, 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 if you're not going to listen, we're going to have to take this to the courts. And so I ended up picking up the case, um, spent a lot of time working on this. I mean, it was it was a tremendous amount of time. I know, I know. We so, talked we talked over the course of a few uh, months on this thing. It was crazy. It was but, crazy. but you won, and uh, yes, yes, we got a great outcome. And he didn't have to take out a second or third mortgage in the house to pay you because he, you're very no, generous. No, he did not. No. Well, I want people to know the kind of guy you are because I know a lot of people in Delaware, um, you know, Democrats and, and Republicans, and. I have found some uh, of each that are either admirable or weasels. And, <laughs> and and I love to hear from people who help other folks like you do, because yeah. uh, the work you do it actually truly is admirable. I mean, you could just go and make money as a corporate lawyer, but True. you do help out. Tell me about, about this prisoner that well, you're helping. Well, look, look, I have a philosophy on this thing. I, yeah. can't, I cannot stand bullies. I just don't like them. And, uh, you know, there's, the worst thing that I think people can do on a case is they can start to bully my client. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then all of a sudden, then I'm vested. Now I'm it's completely. personal. Yes. At that point, then, then, I, then I go at it. So, uh, so I, a few years back, I got a, 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 you know, a, a email from the court said, would you mind representing um, a prisoner involving his religious liberties? And uh, uh, there was some, you know, quite a history of the case. It had been sitting around for a while. And so the court does this every once in a while. Um, and that, that was like, uh, five six years ago that I got put onto that case, and that just got resolved. Right now, we're we're actually have some final papers before the court. We got an amazing settlement agreement on that. Really, we, we're really really pleased with that because ultimately, what it did was uh, the prisoner was um, Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he practiced Islam, um, Islamic faith, and he, he's you know we I I actually became friends with him through the case, um, and. Uh, Ultimately, the settlement agreement that we ended up entering into protects the rights of all inmates to be able to practice their faith uh, during the recreational period, which was something that you couldn't do. I, it was it was amazing. Some of the depositions that we were taking with people were just were shocking. Like what they what? were saying. Well, w- one of the things was, you know, that if somebody actually you, you were allowed to play basketball, mm-hmm. you were allowed to stand around and joke and have a good time and that sort of thing. But if somebody were to suddenly get down on their knees and start to pray out on the uh, basketball court or near the basketball court, the guards were told to go and break it up. Now, to me, that's just decidedly unfair. I don't like that. That's just not that's just not. Were there some others who were allowed to uh, to practice their religious beliefs like uh, Christians or. Well, uh... no, they were actually enforcing this that that one they were probably enforcing fairly even handedly. Mm -hmm. Um, There wasn't a good excuse for that. You don't check your religious liberties at the gate of the of 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 the jail. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't happen. Um, so there was the, the argument that they were making, well, we have a chapel and you can go in there and practice in the chapel. Well, you know, some people like to pray daily and it wasn't a daily situation. Well, also if you're going to uh, face Mecca, often that's outside. That was exactly the problem is we were running into time periods where the, the call to prayer was coming up when the, the prisoners were, you know, outside and they, there was nothing they could do. What were they going to do? They were going to violate their religious tenants. So 
you look, I'm I'm Christian, and I, I I had this discussion with my with my client. I said, look, I'm I'm Christian. I'm going to be representing you on this case, and he said, look, I respect you. You're you're going to be very even handed about this, and we ended up fighting, and I think getting a great result for this. Um, there was a dietary component as well to his case. Uh, the, the 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 prison policies were just uh, completely discriminatory on their face, the way that they were treating him. Um, so we ended up getting a good result on that. Um, and, and ultimately, I think it's just a matter of respect. The, the corrections system should be about corrections. It should not be uh, solely about punishment. And the idea there was that we were trying to get people so that they could come in and, and you know, recidivism is a terrible thing. Sure. It's, it's probably the, 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 one of the main drivers of, of, you know, prison overcrowding is the fact that people are, you know, keep coming back in. So I want people coming out and um, having seen the other side and Tell be me, done with it. And uh, share the eyes. Another one. Okay. Well, you know, one of the things that you end up doing every once in a while is you get called in to an area that you don't know a lot about. And one of them was... Uh, a young woman, I, I received the phone call that um, she needed, you know, wanted to get custody of her children back. Um, and I don't spend a lot of time in the family court. You know, I've, I've, I've handled a few matters in there. Um, but ultimately ended up taking a very, you know, an evidentiary motion uh, through the full process to try to get her children back. And I, I will tell you that the, what I saw in that case just showed me that, you know, the, the, the judge was very fair. She was very thoughtful. They're very, you know, the family court judges are the hardest working judges hey, at the, times. The court's a mess. It's, no one's happy. It's, no it's, one's, it's a sad okay, situation. Okay, rarely are people really happy with the yeah. result. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. very hardworking court, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people there. Um, it was a sad situation because ultimately the, the outcome of that case was that she was not able to leave this, the living situation that she was in, yet the living situation that she was in was that the house was considered to be, you know, uninhabitable. That's terrible. So she could not get her children back. So um, we've, we've, you know, look, sometimes what did, what, it's what did she end up doing? What, what ended up happening? Ultimately, we ended up not winning that motion. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know. Until she could find until a place. Until she could find a better place. Yeah. Yeah, this happens. And, and are you uh, are you working with folks to try to find her a better place? We worked. I, I put some phone calls in, got some connections there. Um, ultimately, you know, we reached out to family and everything yeah. to try to broaden that search. Um, but you know, she's she, she, she was a terrific person. She had big dreams. It's very smart, very smart young woman. I was mm -hmm. very very pr proud of her. You know, she was showing me what she was doing in school. Right. And I was so but proud not, of her. But not enough income to... Uh, just, not just, enough income. Yeah. Um, mother was dead. Father was in prison. It was a, it was a bad yeah. situation. Well, uh, now I do know of uh, a lot of your pro bono work, but I want to spend some time here on why you're running. So sure. after uh, redistricting, the 4th District is what, we, what I call a zombie district. It's going to go away. <laughs> that's Southern Delaware. And it'll all be absorbed by the 12th District. Now, right. uh, you're a Republican. That's a heavily Democratic uh, district. Why, sure. do, why the heck are you doing this? Because I'm not ready to give up on Delaware yet. I'm not. I grew up in Delaware. I, I, was, I, I, I grew up downstate. Um, I've brought my family back to Delaware after, uh, you know, after my law school education. We lived up in New York for a, a little bit, and then we brought the family back here to raise. And I'm not, I'm not ready to give up on Delaware. And unfortunately, I, I see too many people that are ready to give up on Delaware. When you say give up. Why? What's uh, what's happening that, that makes you think that uh, people are giving up on Delaware? I see in a lot of ways just bad policy that's coming through. I mean, take a look at some of the things right now that you know, one, of, one of the campaign messages that I've tried to communicate to people is that I want fairness for seniors. 
you know, I have a mom that's downstate. You know, she's she's in her 80s. Um, and uh, one of the things that I see that's just been sort of disturbing for me is that they've cut back on what was called the senior, you know, property tax. Credit. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was after the Great Recession. Sure. And it was Jack Markell, Democrat governor. And uh, you had uh, Pete Schwarzkopf, who's still there in the, in the House, assuring Republicans, I've been told by Republicans, that uh, we're going to take this money away from seniors, but it'll be temporary. Okay, fine. So I know that Mike Ramone, and now I think, is it Rich Collins? Uh, no, no, Kevin Hensley. Kevin Hensley is trying to give that money back. In yes. fact, Kevin Hensley wants to uh, give that money back to seniors that the Democrats took and also wants to add another 250 bucks, it'd be like 750 bucks a year. And now with inflation costs... Uh, the cost of going into assisted living, if you have to do that, Medicare costs, uh, your medication costs and everything, that, that the seven fifty a year, that's a small fiscal note and really helps these seniors, and you want to fight for that, huh? It's absolutely meaningful for a senior on yeah. a fixed income. And then I will tell you that with the reassessment that's going on in tax, it's there's going to be some changes going on that are going yeah. to really hit people hard. So we, we actually went in because I, I, I want to be fiscally minded on this. I want to be smart about these policies. And so we asked, okay, how much is this going to cost? If we, you know, right now they, okay. you know, so they said, let's take a look at it. How much is it going to cost? $11 million. Well, guess what? We got uh, how many millions of dollars? 800 million in yes. surplus this year. So they could do 1 that. 1 billion last yeah. year. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to one more issue. Uh, one more reason you're running uh in, in the 4th District, which is, give us some boundaries there so people know, yeah, so on Saturday. If you are in Alapocos, if you're in Westover Hills, if mm -hmm. you're in Trolley Square, if you're in the Highlands. That's, um, that's the district, absolutely. right Absolutely, that's the area. All right, we've got about 30 seconds. One more One issue. One more. We've got education, and we've got I'm working towards a parent's bill of rights. I want parents and teachers aligned. That's what I had. No more fighting and yelling and <clears throat> screaming, working together. I'm a product of the public education system here. This is this is my, what I've benefited from. It can work, and you can, help, and you can help make that work. Absolutely. All right, appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Kittala, he's running for a state rep in the 4th Representative District special election on Saturday. Thanks so much, Rick. I'm really glad to have you in here, man, and I'm really impressed with all you've done for folks over oh, the years. thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hang on. More with Rick Jensen is just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.